the the picture's just freaking me out. That's the thing. And I, I, I know it's silly. I know it can't be anything spooky, but it, I just can't figure it out. So can you help? I said, well, sure. I mean, have you seen, you seen my rate card, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all, that all seems fine. Um, so when can you come by? I said, well, it sounds like this is happening all at nighttime. So let's see. I'm looking at my calendar here. Tomorrow's good. Uh, nightfall this time of year is about 8 o'clock. So how about I come by at 7.30? And we'll start from there. Great, great. We'll see you then. Thank you. Here's the address. I'd gotten a call from this guy, Sam, who had recently inherited this big old house from his great-uncle. Now, Sam and his great-uncle both lived in the same city, and they were the only parts of the family you know, in, in Baltimore. Sam's great-uncle was also named Samuel. Um, although young Samuel hadn't been named after great-uncle Sam exactly, but, you know, they drew them together. And it had gotten to the point that you know, young Sam would go and just hang out at Uncle Sam's house. They were friends. Now, this story isn't about the, you know, loss of a beloved family member, but Sam, young Sam, had inherited the house when, when Uncle Sam passed away. And he said, well, I should, I see no reason not to move in. I mean, it's a beautiful old house, and I have all these fond memories of Uncle Sam here. Yeah, I'll move in, he said. So he got rid of his place and then moved in, but it was a big house. And while young Sam had certainly spent the night there a handful of times, usually he lived in Baltimore also, so he would usually just go back to his own house after hanging out. And he wasn't used to all the little idiosyncrasies of this house, all the little noises, all the little creaks, all the things in an old house or even a new house that are just different from your own house, you know? It's easy to think, is that creaking noise just the house settling? Or is there a specter? Is that door slamming because there are ghosts or because there's a crosswind? And the rational mind knows that they're just house things. It's just a crosswind. It's just the house settling. It's just, I don't know, an old pipe rattling or whatever. It's just the furnace turning on. But your, your lizard brain still hears a strange noise and thinks, danger! And that's where young Sam was with this. But in particular, in the hallway, at nighttime, there's this weird glow. Now, young Sam had a, a heavy astigmatism. He didn't see well without his glasses. And so he only saw this light in the middle of the night when he was getting up from the bedroom and going to the bathroom to, you know, use the bathroom or get a glass of water or freshen up or whatever. He'd never seen it in focus. He realized after he'd called Ollie that he probably should you know, wear his glasses sometime at night and, and see the thing. So that night, when he slept, he woke up just as he always does. He's just a light sleeper. And he's going to go up to the bathroom like he usually does, but this time he's like, ah, wait, hold on. I'm going to put my glasses and see where this creepy light's coming from. And he looked, and it was coming from this decorative portrait thing. Um, it was a face, not of his uncle, but of some random person that all, Sam wasn't sure who it was. And it was carved into this little this medallion thing about the size of, 
about the size of a human palm, like an adult palm. You'd notice that during the daytime, it's kind of cool looking. Um, but at nighttime, apparently this thing was emitting this creepy glow. And now with the glasses on, Sam could see it. Now, just that was enough to calm him down a little bit. It wasn't some specter floating in the hallway. It was just this cameo, that's what they're called. It was just this cameo glowing. So he felt a little bit comforted, but he still didn't know why the cameo would glow at night. So he walked wide around the cameo to the bathroom, did his normal things, went back to sleep. Somewhat comforted in the knowledge of what it was, but mostly comforted in the knowledge that he'd hired a private detective with experience in strange phenomena to come and figure it out tomorrow. Well, that day he was eager with anticipation, young Sam was. But he went about his day as normal. But he went ahead and planned to be done with dinner before 7.30, but to have some, like, you know, cocktails or wine out to be a good host and some cheese and crackers. So when all I got there, it was very nice. I mean, the house was beautiful. It's cool, old, sort of Victorian, Edwardian kind of a house up in that vast, not quite suburban area north of uh, Johns Hopkins. Uh, it was a beautiful house. It had all these cool, intact architectural details. It wasn't huge. It was a four-bedroom house, so big, certainly, but not, not some enormous mansion. Oh, he immediately noticed the library. Someplace that he thought, if this is a stakeout, I'm going to hang out in the library. He was welcomed by Sam with offers of a cheese plate and a glass of wine. And I said, well, I will eat some cheese. I don't want to drink wine when I'm on the job. But if I could trouble you for a cup of coffee. Well, actually, not yet. Let's see what the situation is. These things often involve a stakeout. So I might want a cup of coffee later, though. And Sam said, of course, sure, sure. I've got... I have coffee. We can make that happen for you. So here's what I know, Ollie. And he explained all about how he'd put his glasses on last night and seen the cameo. So he showed Ollie the cameo. Now in the light, it was already starting to turn, you know, turn nighttime, it was dusk. But the lights in the house were on. And I looked at the cameo and it was, it was attached to the wall. It wasn't like sitting on a shelf. It was attached, firmly attached. And it was a cool kind of a sculpture thing. The surrounding material was kind of a pearlescent red. And it was in a silverish setting. Didn't look like real silver, but a silver-colored setting. Huh. It's kind of a weird place for that. Kind of a random spot in the hall. Looked like there maybe was some utilities behind it, but it was a little hard to tell. I said, right, before it gets all the way dark, I have an idea I want to check out. Is there a window that goes out onto a part of the roof that I can get to easily? He said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, my bedroom window, the master bedroom window, goes out onto a piece of roof. And I've never tried it, but it seemed like you could get onto other pieces of the roof from there. Great. I said, let's go there now. I forgot to do the same voice. I'll go back into that. <laughs> um, yeah. My bedroom window. That would work fine. You can get there from there. Get to the root from there, I mean. So they went to Sam's bedroom window, and Sam opened it up, and indeed, I was able to crawl it under the roof very easily. And I was a good climber, so then he climbed up, because he wanted to inspect the roof line. He'd gotten a pretty good lay of how the house was oriented. 
he noticed that the bedroom was about 15 paces north from where this cameo was. Because the way that there were, it seemed to be like a utility, like where a main drain line, like a stack might be for the main plumbing line. So he wondered to see what was on the roof there. And there was, actually, a light tube there, roughly, in the right spot. Which is like a little light dome on top where it catches the moonlight or the sunlight and it shines in. I looked, it was a little bit beaten up, but it looked maybe maybe 10 years old, maybe 15 years old. It wasn't about the right spot. So I went down and looked at the cameo again, and it did seem to glow faintly already. And I was like, have you ever looked at this thing during the daytime? I said, um, actually, no, come to think of it, I haven't, I probably should have this morning. But, um... No, I mean, it's a pretty brightly lit hallway. There's a skylight right here, and then I usually have lights on during the day. You think it's glowing all the time? I think it might be glowing all the time. See how it's kind of glowing faintly right now? Yeah, hold on, let me turn off the lights. And they turned off the lights, and it was indeed already glowing. What'd you find up there? There's, it's like a skylight in about the right position to be illuminating this cameo. This, this sculpture thing. Oh, weird. I mean, it's kind of cool. If it's just that, that's kind of neat. I said, yeah, but I wouldn't mind investigating a little further. Because it seems weird that you would install something like that. It's not crazy expensive, but it's certainly not no expense. Just to make one piece of art glow. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean... What else do you want to see? Let's go downstairs from here. So they went down the stairs carefully and tried to kind of look and see, trying to stay vertically in the same spot. And there wasn't anything in particular. That there was like a hallway between like going back toward the kitchen and it sort of was in the back of a bookshelf in the library. I said, all right, what about the basement? I said, uh, yeah, I mean, right, right around this way. I don't, I don't go in the basement much. I'm not much of a basement guy. It's okay, I said. They went down there, and then when you got down to the basement, you could see that that was kind of the central court, the central column for the house. Like the boiler pipes went up that way, the flue for the water heater, and the boiler went up that way um, to roughly that center column. But there was something else there. It was, it was too big of a space. And all I noticed in the bottom, there was like a hatch about the size of a bread box. I said, oh, this is going to involve me crawling into that hatch. I said, you don't, I mean, you don't have to do anything you want, you don't want to do. I said, no, no, it's part of the job. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Do you have a, do you, well, let's just pull on it. And they fiddled with it for a minute. It was a little bit stuck, but with a little bit of yanking, they got the hatch open. And all I was assuming, he was going to have to crawl into a dark hole in the basement with a flashlight. But when they opened it up, that was not at all what they saw. It was a pretty brightly lit hole in the basement. Just an improvement. It was still kind of spidery and cobwebby. But it wasn't dark. So all he got a got a, a short-handled broom and dusted his way in there. And here's what surprised him. He expected it would go up, and it did indeed go up. He could even see the little turnoff where the light tube connected to the cameo up in the second floor. 
But what he didn't expect it is that it went down as well. He called that up to Sam. He said, down? I, down further than the basement? It looks like it. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I said, well, down I go. And all he started to crawl down the tube, just sort of sweeping his way ahead, you know, with the broom, so he didn't have to tangle with spider webs. It wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too bad. Actually, it was also kind of a breeze coming up from the basement, which surprised Dolly. From the, from the tube, I mean. And he climbed down, and he got, you know, below the floor level of the basement. It went down another six, seven feet from there, and then it opened up. And there was a whole room, a whole space underneath the basement. I looked around, and it was right where the tube led out. There was light from the, from the light tube, which must be why it was there, to illuminate this secret basement room. And I could just barely see a little pull chain outside of the cone of light he was standing in. So he pulled the pull chain, and a bunch of lights came on all around the room. It was this giant room, at least the same footprint as the house, maybe even bigger. And there, in that basement, was rack after rack after rack of wine and whiskey. It's this sort of cool, damp, but not moldy, very fresh feeling, actually, room. While he wandered around it in amazement, there was a secret wine and whiskey cellar in the basement of this house. As he poked around further, he found some port, which is like a fancy kind of aged wine. And there was gold bars in one corner, and silver bars. There's this whole treasure room in the sub-basement of this house. And that was cool. But what didn't make sense to Ollie still was, okay, but I'm an octopus, and I was able to get down here, but I don't think a human could fit into that hatch. So he kept on looking around and around and around, and he found another tube. Didn't have any light coming from it, but Ollie could feel fresh air coming in. Okay, okay, so air comes in this pipe and goes up through the light tube to circulate cool air through here. That makes sense. I bet this tube leads to the basement or the first floor. But how does a person get in and out? And on one side, there was a skinny door. Skinny, but big enough for a human to get through. Ollie wrestled with that knob a little bit, but he was able to get it open. That was not very well lit. There was a little corridor I felt around in the dark in the corridor and found a ladder. And then, all right, now I got a flashlight in my bag. He reached into his bag and pulled out a flashlight in the corridor, and the, the ladder rather went straight up about 30 feet. I thought, all right, let's figure it out. So I climbed up the ladder, and there was another hatch at the top. I banged on the hatch, couldn't get it. Banged on the hatch, pulled it, pushed it, couldn't get it. So he came back down. Started at the bottom of the ladder. He walked back to the light column very carefully, measuring his steps as he went. And then, using the broom as kind of a to jump off of, he brought a stool over that he found, balanced the broom on that, and got one handhold into the, handhold into the light tube. He climbed his way back up. Got back there and said, "What? You were gone for a long time. Is everything okay?" Yeah, 
but we need to mark off some space. We need to mark off some distance. Shh, just listen, just listen. No, just listen. You climbed back up. You climbed back up the light tube, back into the basement. So I said, is there a door from this basement directly to that side? I said, no. But you see that window? I said, yeah. That's right outside the kitchen. I said, okay, that'll work. And he marked off the distance to the window. And then he went around to the yard and found that window. And then he marked off the distance again. And he realized that if he triangulated all those things, that ladder should come up right in the garage. So they went to the garage. And in the back corner of the garage, there was indeed this old hatch. Didn't look like much. Sam hadn't really even noticed it before. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a little hatch there. Um, hold on. There's a whole key set for the house. I have it here with me. I bet that padlock, he tried a bunch of keys, and the, the padlock was indeed one of the keys on the key set that came with the house. And it opened right up. And when he opened it up, lights came on in, in the ladder shaft. It's an automatic system. Oh, that's a long ladder. At this point, all I knew it was down there, but he hadn't actually told Sam yet. I said, well, my friend, I think you should climb down there and see what's there. So Sam, feeling brave and feeling interested, climbed down the ladder. And when he got down to the bottom, all he heard is exclamation of, whoa, you're kidding. Wow. Oh, man. How cool is this room? Ollie, come down here. And I fought him down. My uncle had a whole secret basement stash of treasure. I mean, the room itself is as cool as the treasure, but actually this treasure is like, there's literal treasure here, Ollie. I don't know how to thank you. This is amazing. This is so cool. I didn't know my uncle had this like secret stash of wine and whiskey and port and gold and silver. Was he a pirate? This opens up like a whole chapter. I need to investigate in Uncle Sam's life. Holy cow. Oh, this is amazing. I said, this is pretty wild. I would be happy to help you unravel this. Uh, that's beyond the scope of what we agreed on ahead of time. I said, you know what? I, I might call you in when I need help, but I really want to figure out this puzzle. Like, this is an amazing puzzle I want to try out myself. Is that okay? I said, oh, yeah, totally okay. I get it. Here's the deal. You just got to call me and tell me what you find out. Deal, Sam said. Now, this took way less time than we thought. I'll still pay the full rate for the night. Do you still want the cup of coffee? Oh, I thought about it. Look at this watch. At this point, it was about 9 p.m. And I thought, you know, what if I take you up on that in the morning? Come on by. I'm not going to sleep at all tonight. I'm going to have to dig through and figure out what all this stuff is. So I'll probably need a cup of coffee in the morning. I said, all right. I'll see you bright and early at 9.30. All right. And that was the case of Ollie and the mysterious light.